Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to call our Hallelujah. restaurant to the floor. Hallelujah. Thank you, praise team. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to Grace Gospel Worship Center. Truly good to be here in the house of the Lord today and to feel the presence of the Lord. Um, a couple things I would like to just say. Um, I want you to remember, if you would, I would like you to remember uh, Andrew Parker, Brother Andrew Parker. Remember he had a sister that passed away um, last two weeks ago now, I think it is. And we need to hold him up before the Lord in prayer. And remember Brother McNeil, Reverend McNeil, that God will give him a speedy recovery. Um, if you're in need of a uh, queen mattress, we have uh, Brother Aaron and Sister Kiasia has a queen mattress that's available. Um, it's a good sturdy mattress. Um, and they've got it if you'd like to have it for free. Um, I want to thank everybody yesterday that came out and that cut grass that helped in cleaning out the storage units. I want to thank everybody for your support. I want to remind you that September the 25th is our United Service with uh, Crossroads Apostolic, but with that being, it's not going to be a service. It's actually going to be a time of food, fun, and fellowship. It will begin at four o'clock. Me and the pastor will start cooking at three and there will be a moon bounce. We'll be taking our moon bounce down there. There's gonna be um, cornhole, horseshoes, volleyball. And uh, Brother Ely said we need to challenge him in a game of baseball so or softball. So um, those of you that can play softball, we welcome you to be down there and play softball with us. I'm gonna practice safety right now until I'm completely in a recovered state of body uh, it's been requested that we remind you of of events every month but I'm gonna I, I I don't like taking up the time right now of what I'm doing right now but there's a September calendar this calendar is on will be up to date on the website how many of you know the website all right I, I really need you to visit the website Okay, because it's important to keep the flow of the Holy Ghost. And doing these announcements kind of break up the flow of the Holy Ghost, i.e. like what we're doing right now. So I need you to look at the calendar. Not only do I need you to look at that calendar, we need your support. I'm going to keep it on the, uh, that's an activity wall out there. I don't know how many of you pass that wall that has uh, like velvet on it. And it's, it's a big old board. That's a, that's a communication board. Every month there will be a, a, a calendar out there on that board. I need you to stop by and look at it um, because it's imperative. Brother McCauley has uh, expressed that he would like for us to make sure that not only is cleanup days announced, but other special occasions are announced for like ladies ministry, if there is something going on for ladies, men's ministry, so that we don't, and here's another reason, so that everybody that has something going on that you cannot plan something on a day another person's having something. It's very disrespectful, and you need not to break up their ministry. So, amen. I pray I got that one out. Now we're going to try to flow back in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, wow. Come on now. I need the Holy Ghost. Amen. I can't preach to you without the unction and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I need a flow from Calvary to minister through me to you in Jesus' name. 
Let's just give the Lord a, a hand clap of praise. God, I lift up your name, for your name's above every name. For you are omnipotent. You're almighty. You are the glorious God. You're the everlasting Father. You're the pr Prince of Peace. You're my joy of my salvation. Hallelujah. God dropped the scripture in my heart and it actually flowed with the very last song that was sang in John 1. In the beginning was what? The Word and the Word was with God and the Word was there uh, the same was in the what? The beginning with God. All things were made by Him and for him. I threw this one in at the last minute, so they're scrambling to try to get it up. Verse 3 says, And all things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was what? Okay, I'll tell you what was in him. Life. For this is the... Go back to verse 3. Thank you. For this is... Verse... I'm looking at John, regular John. I'm going, that's not my, my Bible just wasn't matching up with your Bible. There you go, there we go. For all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that, oh, Sunday school dismissed in Jesus' name. Sunday school dismissed in Jesus' name. I was just going to preach Sunday school and you. The Bible says all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. Can you understand what I'm trying to say? Everything that was made was made by God. Including your life, your body, your mind, your spirit, your soul, the trees, the grass, everything that's been made in this world. The stars, the sun, the moon, the sky, the waters, the fish. Everything was made by him. All things were made by him. Verse 4 says this. In him was what? Life. And the life was the light of men. That Holy Ghost in you and I. I need that light. Without the light, I will have no life. It's imperative that I have the Holy Ghost flowing in me. And it said, and why? Why? Because verse 5 says, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness is comprehendeth not. Listen, we must be the light of this world. Amen. You are the candle to this world. You walk around with the Holy Ghost as of cloven tongues is what it said in the book of Acts, setting up on top of their head. When you walk around with the power of the Holy Ghost in you, you are the light of this world. And I'm going to speak one more word of affirmation and, and I believe a prophecy. Everyone that was prayed for last week will be healed. I don't know how it will work out. I don't know how fast it will happen. I don't know how God will do it. But what I believe is that the Lord ordained that service and those that we laid hands on will be, shall be healed in Jesus' name. One more scripture now starting into my message. Acts 28, 3 through 5. 
Bible says, And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. The Bible says, And when the, uh, the venomous, poisonous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer whom thought he could escape the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. He's not going to live. He's getting at his just desserts. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. My title is, I'm still standing. Can I get an amen? Can I get somebody to affirm that? Though there was a venomous snake that can't try, that Satan tried to come into your life or into your home, or into your circumference, you're still yet standing, amen? You still have had some backups, knockdowns, and drag outs, but yet you're still standing, amen? Father, I pray for the Holy Ghost to move and intervene in this service today. God, that your spirit will minister to us and let the Holy Ghost flow. In Jesus' name we pray, amen? And you may be seated in Jesus' name. Can I hear you say again, I'm still standing. I'm still standing. The devil should have taken me out, but I'm still standing. The sickness tried to take me out, but I'm still standing. Paul challenged spiritual principalities. He tore down strongholds. He set captives free. Hell assaulted Paul. But at the end of the day, you could hear Paul singing, I'm still standing. One of the things I really love about the Bible is when it gives us in depth a look into the lives and the character the characters of people in the Bible one of those individuals whose character and courage captures my attention is the uh, Apostle Paul we don't have time to do an uh, in-depth character study of this man am I going too fast I'll slow down we don't have time to do an in-depth character study of this man today but we will take a little peek into his life and I'm pretty sure that you'll feel the same way I feel in the first passage of Scripture Paul is on board a ship as a prisoner he's being shipped over to Rome to be tried by Caesar the ship is destroyed but because Paul because of Paul all that are on board of the ship are spared. They swam into the land or floated into the land on boards and broken pieces of the ship. As we read, the book said, And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the fire and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast, listen, there are some things that Satan is trying to bring against us that is venomous, that is very dangerous to our walk with God, that tries to sidetrack us, that tries to taint our mind and being faithful to the house of God, that tries to change the way we, we envision church, that tries to change the way we worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, tries to change the, the way our values of uh, moral values that are, are that we gain from the Word of God. Amen. There's things that Satan is trying to do to the body of Christ that are trying to walk 
in the favor of God. But yet the barbaric keep barbaric keep bringing attack against the Christians. We continue to be bombarded by news media, by social media. We're continuing to be bombarded by things of darkness that have nothing to do with what God has in store for me and you and for you and I in our lives today. Amen. There are things that are happening in the spiritual realm that if we're not where we need to be in the spiritual walk with God, that we are not going to see what's actually coming down the pike. It's imperative that I stay close to the Lord. The Word of God said, as you see these signs coming, to begin to look up for whence my redemption draweth nigh. I believe we're very close. We're very close to the coming of the Lord. Very close to the coming of the Lord. I believe Jesus is preparing to come back for a bride. And I want to be a part of that bride. I'm not taking chances. I don't have time to gamble whether I make it into the kingdom of God or I don't make it into the kingdom of God. Where I'm at right now in my life, I want to make sure that when I cross over the judgment line and the Lord is sitting on the throne, I'm wanting to hear the most valuable words that any of us could ever want to hear, and that is, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I don't want to hear Alan Reynolds, I'm sorry, but I have found fault with you. There were times that I'd given you the opportunity to go to the altar. I gave you an opportunity to ask for forgiveness. I gave you the chance to run to my calling. My arms were wide open to you, but yet you denied me. Yet you refused to seek me. But I'm still standing. I, I pray I have somebody that knows you're still standing. Amen. Because we can still make it into the kingdom of God while I'm still standing. As long as I can get some things right in my life and in my soul, I'm still going to make it into the kingdom of God. I'm going to stand for what I know is truth. There's a perfect example of life of, of the Apostle Paul. As soon as he hits the land, he goes to work. While he is working, he is bitten by a poisonous viper, but Paul shakes it off in the fire. That's Paul's life in, it, it, in a nutshell of it. Working for God, attacked by hell, shake it off into the fire and keep on walking. Listen, you've got to shake some things off as the devil tries to attack you. As the devil tries to change the mindset of the body. You've got to shake it off. There are things that are, I was in meetings uh, Thursday and Friday and they were long meetings and the meetings were not only about reaching men and women and souls and planting new churches, it's about the health of the body of, the, of Christ now. There's no way to reach the world when the body is not healthy. There's no way to, uh, to, to stand up against the attacks unless we're still standing. And the body's got to take a, come to a place where they are still standing. Amen. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Though the attacks come against me, 
Though I have been bitten, though I have fallen down, yet I will arise. Though I stumbled, I'm going to get back up. Though he punched me and hurt me, and I may have an affliction look and walk right now, but I'm still standing. Though I'm sick in body, I'm still standing for Jesus. Though I've got issues going on in my body, I'm still standing for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3, 10 through 11, but thou hast fully known my doctrine. He's saying this to Timothy. Paul's speaking to him saying, my doctrine man and manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity. You know this, Timothy. This is who I am. Right? This is what Paul's saying. Thou hast fully known my doctrine. You know what I preach. You know what I believe. You know what I live. Manner of how I walk, how I talk, how I look, my purpose of faith, my long-suffering, my charity, my patience that I am dealing with right now. Verse, the next verse, persecutions are going to come. Afflictions are going to come. They've come unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Listeria. What persecutions I endured, but out of them, all of them, the Lord delivered me. Come on. I'm talking about you're going to still be standing. You might go in with a limp. You may go in with a limp, but you're still standing. Amen. You may have lost your legs right now, but by the trust and faith of God, you're still standing for him. You got to see yourself walking. You got to see yourself standing. You got to see yourself making your way through. You got to believe that Jesus has got an answer for you. You got to believe that Jesus. Got to see it. I'm no different than you. I'm probably one of the only preachers that really gets transparent because most preachers are not supposed to be transparent and show weakness, nor let you know that they're attacked just like you're attacked. They stand up here, they look like David against Goliath. I said last week, there are some things that went on. The devil attacks me. I'm not exempt of the attacks. I'm not as exempt of being knocked down and having to get back up where it just about staggers you. You're dazed. You're really, you're really just trying to get your bearings. But, but God, but God came into the midst. Though my knees were buckled, though I was looking like you ever seen somebody in a boxing match, or if you really watch a boxing match, when a man really gets hit hard in the jaw or the chin, his eyes almost glaze over. And they just start, they're like, I don't think I've ever been that drunk to look like, I mean, I've probably stumbled pretty hard, but never have I been hit so hard that the lights are on. I can't focus on anything. They're just trying to find the rope because they know if they can get to the rope, the rope will sustain them just for a little bit until they can get their vision back. That is the way Satan works in the kingdom of God. He tries to TKO you. So that you can be dazzled to the point of not being able to see or feel the presence of God. You're dazed right now, but 
Now, as a child of God, you've got to realize, if I can just get back to where Jesus is standing, I can get my strength back and, and my vision will clear up and I'll be able to stand upon the promises of get my boundaries. Oh, I see you now. I've got a good eye on you now, Satan. I'm still standing. The rope's held the boxer up. That's why he makes his way to the rope to try to keep from going down. He knows as long as he can stay standing up, things are going to get clearer. As children of God, you've got to get to the place. Man, I am so sorry. You've got to get to the place that though you've been hit financially, though you've been hit by parents wronging you, make it real, I'm going to make it real. Though you've been ridiculed by folks in the church, though you've been abused and assaulted by sexual predators, you still got to get to a place that you can come to the throne of God and know that when you come to the throne of God, there is strength that's going to come. That's going to heal the mind. It's going to clear up your vision. It's going to put you in a place where you can say, ah, you thought you knocked me down, but I'm still standing. You thought you had dazzled me and knocked me down, but I, I still got my mind on you. Oh, you thought you could take my husband. You thought you could take my children. And yes, it about knocked me out, but I'm still standing. Oh, I've got to have somebody that knows what I'm talking about. You've got to know you're going to deal with some persecution. You're going to deal with some things that are going to come against your marriage. They're going to come against your job. They're going to come against your money. They're going to come against your family. But you've got to still stand. I'm still standing. I'm not lying to you where I felt like I had been staggered. Felt like I had been defeated. People spoke life into my body, into my mind, my deepest despairs. That's why I come to church. Everybody wants to do away with church. You can't connect with me on Zoom like you can connect with me in the house of God. Everybody want to get rid of church. And that's the way it's all trying to trend. But I've got news for you. People that do not go to the house of God are not connected. And I don't say that to be disrespectful to anybody that's home online now. But what I'm telling you, when you're healthy, you need to be in the house of God. When you're in the house of God, people know where you are. They see your, your, your facial expressions. You can fake them for a while. But after a while, when there's no one at the altar, when you're accustomed to seeing them go to the altar, I'm not pointing nobody out. I'm just telling you, when there's something wrong with me, you'll see me kind of distance myself from the altar. And you go, hey, Pastor, you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I won't even look at you now. Yeah, I'm okay. Lie. Lie like a rug. Right? Yeah, I've never been better, Pastor. Lie like a rug. Right? Oh, man, Pastor, everything's great, Pastor. Everything good. Everything great, you know. Lying like a rug. I need the altar. I need the Holy Ghost. I, I, I cannot be the light to this world that is turning so dark 
Amen. You know, now I'm going to, I could read it to you, but now the one that created Captain Marvel is trying to create a homosexual uh, Captain Marvel. My, my poor grandson loves Captain Mar Marvel, but now we either have to protect him and throw Captain Marvel away because people are trying to change the atmosphere of our children to know gender and, and understand the right, the right, the right. The way God created Captain Marvel to be a hero. Hear me. Now we want to say, we want to tear down the mindset of Captain, hero, uh, Captain Marvel is no longer a hero. He's... Yeah, yeah, you can say that. Say it out loud. But that's it. Right? We, 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 well, where's the children of God going? No, stop. Time out. I'm standing for the word of God. The word of God is truth. He created a man and he created a woman and that's what we'll stand on. You have no right to indoctrinate my children with that garbage. You can design toys all you want, but don't do it to infiltrate and mess up my child's mind. God's people need to take a stand. Stop being staggered by this. They're the smallest group in the world and they're standing up bigger and being stronger. They're like a Goliath. They got a mouth, but they have nothing with them. They have no fight. They just a lot of mouth. We need to be some Davids. We need to get sick and tired, stand up, go down to the brook and get some stones out of the water and begin to pray in the name of Jesus Christ. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, you're a sick world. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. You will not be in my home. You will not be in my child's play closet. You'll be gone. I'm going to affect your pocketbook. As many people as I can talk to, I'm going to tell them don't buy Captain Marvel anymore. I'm going to show you. God's people ought to take a stand. I know that may not be what you want to hear, maybe not the way you want to act. But what did, what did Paul tell Timothy? Hey, you have dignity. You I'm going to read it in the, in the Amplified. It says, now you have diligently followed my example, Timothy, that is my teaching, my conduct, my purpose, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness. But hear me, persecutions and sufferings such as happened to me at Antioch are coming to you. Are you going to still stand? Are you going to still see what I'm talking about? Are you going to still stay standing in these last days? Is there going to be a church in the last day? If there is going to be a church, it's going to take people that have a soul mind that says, as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, I'm going to be in the kingdom of God. As me and my house, I'm going to witness. As me and my house, I'm going to teach Bible study. As me and my house, I'm going to witness. As in me and my house, I'm going to invite people. God delivered Paul in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 11, 23 through 22. Uh, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in laborers, more abundant in, stri in stripes. He was telling him, I I've been beaten. And I'm still standing. Anybody been beaten and still standing? I, I, I feel, okay, I'll make it real. I've been beaten by the devil a couple times, but yet I'm still standing. Amen. I am, I am more in laborers, more abundant in stripes. Above measure, meaning more than anybody else, I've been put in prison more frequently 
in death often. For the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. And once I, I, was, I was stoned, not by drugs either. That was literally somebody picking up a rock and walking up to Brother Johnson and for what he stands for. Three times I was shipwrecked at night and a day I have been in the deep. He was saying it's not going to be a cakewalk. Serving the Lord is not going to be easy. So anybody that sold you the bill of goods that being a child of God, it's going to be easy and there are blessings that come but then there are some things that still follow that you're going to have to say, though you have not blessed me today, you will bless me. I believe it in Jesus' name. Though I haven't seen my prayer come true yet, it's going to be answered in Jesus' name. Though my family's not saved, they will be saved. Though my children are not saved, they will be saved. Though my husband's not saved, he will be saved. Though my wife is not saved, she will be In journeys often in peril of waters, in perils of robbers, perils of my own countrymen. So let me just make it real. Perils of our own countrymen right here in the body. You say things, you hurt me. You're my countrymen. I've been in perils, perils of time and my own countrymen have been mean to me in perils of the Gentiles in perils in the city, in perils of the wilderness, in perils uh, in the sea, in perils among false brethren. That's what happens, though. Here's what happens. When we, uh, when we hurt someone, we allow them now to let someone that is a false prophet, a false woman of God, a false man of God, speak into our lives, which now destroys and keeps me from standing in the right light of Christ. Because we're looking for someone to speak confirmation into us, to speak healing into us. When what it needs to be, I'm working with a family right now. I told him, I said, every morning you get up, you need to pray over your wife and your son. You need to tell them, and I'm not talking to you, not brother. I'm just using him as an example. This is why none of y'all want to sit up near the front, isn't it? Thank you for sitting up front. But I told him, I said, he said, well, I don't know, really know how to pray. I said, that don't matter. I said, you don't have to. I said, the same way you're talking to me is how you talk to God. Right? Lord, I want you to bless my wife. I want you to bless her income. I want you to bless her health. I want you to bless my child today. I want you to cover him and protect him. He's eight years old. I want you to protect him from all the garbage that's in the, in the news media. Every time I hand him my phone and he goes out and plays games, I want you to protect his eyes from the garbage he might see when he does the games online, right? I said, and then you need to pray over your own job and ask God to bless your job and to keep you as a good husband, a good father, a good provider. You need to pray for your health, your wife's health, your child's health. Why? Because it's imperative. As a man of God, you're supposed to be, whether you're serving God or not. Whether you're serving God or not, you need to be asking God to protect your family. Because God can protect your family. Your God will bring blessings if you'll pray blessings over your family. 
Now, when there's no man in the home, then, then it comes to the mother. The mother should be doing that. Right? When there is no man, the mother has to take spiritual role. I don't take nothing from a woman in that role. I mean, but if there's a man, then the man should step up to his plate. Speak healing. Speak blessings. Speak favor. Speak the good things. I, I, I'm telling you, we need to pray when we're doing, when we're, when, I mean, when you start your day, I pray for mom and dad. I pray for the church. I pray for your family. I pray. And I'm not saying it gets, it gets verbatim by name. I just say, God, bless the church family, bless their careers, bless their jobs, bless their children, bless their marriages, bless, bless their health, oh God, because health is being attacked day in and day out, amen. And a lot of times, you don't, you, we take health for granted, i.e., me as well, I, I took it for granted, right? I hadn't had a back problem in uh, seven years, and then boom, all of a sudden, you know, I was hunkered over like this and had to walk like this. And now God has miraculously, through therapy, I don't take nothing from the medical field, okay? Through therapy and prayer and a, and a desire to get better, it's hard for me not to pick nothing up, but the bottom line is, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness, sometimes you're going to have weariness, sometimes you're going to be sleep, you're going to have sleepless nights, often you're going to be hungry and thirsty in fastings often in cold and nakedness you're going to be cold sometimes might not even have clothes sometimes i don't know what you think when you, when you read these words but paul of uh, paul but some may think that he is just a, a whining and complaining little baby about the hardship that he has had to go through but as for me i have many different thoughts but that is uh, not one of them I think that Paul was a very strong, bold, and courageous person. I think that the devil knew that Paul was a threat to hell, and he was especially targeted by hell. But then I begin to think, here's where I begin to think, and I want this to sink into you. I begin to think, maybe I'm looking at this wrong. Maybe it wasn't Paul who was the target. No, no, not, as a matter of fact, I think it was the kingdom of darkness that was targeted by Paul, and he is just revealing some of the battle scars from the storm, from storming the gates of hell. Right? That means we've got to stand. Though I don't like what's going on, I've got to stand. I've got to make a determination uh, uh, and be determined and faithful and committed. I know, I know, I, 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 we, I, I do. It's easier to just roll over and not come to church. It's easy to say I'm tired. I'm uh -uh. right. It's easy to say I don't want to fight no more. But then God gave me this. This is what God gave me. Listen, heaven is not worried about what hell is doing. I'm gonna say that again. Heaven is not worried about what hell is doing. Heaven is already on the throne. Heaven already has everything in place. Heaven already has the power to deliver. He's not worried. Jesus is not worried about what hell is doing down here on earth. Jesus is not worried about what Satan is doing. Because he already knows we can be victorious. Jesus already knows we can stand and still be standing if we get in the right alignment with him. 
Jesus already knows that if we will stand for the word of God, if we will stand for the promises of God, if we will stand for our family, pray for our family, seek the face of God, he knows that the devil will be defeated. Oh, he's saying, I'm not worried about what Satan's doing down there. You need to understand that with me, you can do all things with me. You can tear down strongholds. You can tear down. You can storm the gates of hell. That's why they won't prosper. But you have to do it with me. He said, I'm a jealous God. I want all of you. I don't want your mind on Sunday morning going, amen, amen, and then on Monday out there doing whatever you want to do. He said, I, I, I want to see you worshiping God during worship. I, I want to see you at the altar doing altar call. Amen. Though you are not bad or you don't feel bad or you don't think you've got anything to lay on the altar, sometimes the place to come is just right up here and tell God. I, I, I know you hear me. Constantly I say, God, forgive me of any sins that I've committed. And then I'll go, God, forgive me of all my sins. Because I don't always know. If I've said something, looked at somebody hard. I'm human. So you can say something and I'll look at you like you got four eyes. Right? That's just the way I am. My face tells a story. I'm not a I'm not I'm not a poker player. Huh? No poker face, that's right, son. No poker face. You will know when I'm when I'm upset, you'll know when my mind's twisted, you'll know. Right? Some of us can hide it very well. How are you? I'm doing well. Right? When I'm not doing well, it's hard for me to hide. I'm not doing well. But I'm still standing. I need to hear you say I'm still standing. Paul acknowledges that the fact that he has endured many persecutions. Paul acknowledges that the fact that he has endured many persecutions. He's been in many battles. But I love the way he ends it by saying, but out of all of, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Paul may not have used these exact words, but it means the same thing. Basically, Paul is announcing to hell. Looky here. I'm still standing. Look over here. I'm still standing. I'm telling you right now, I think somebody needs to look at the devil and say, hey, looky here. I'm still standing. There's something to have. You have to understand about Paul. I need some warriors. Paul was a warrior. Paul was a soldier. From the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Paul was not afraid of warfare. Paul did not shrink back from conflict. Paul lived his life leaning into fight. Not backing away from the fight. But leaning into the fight. If you watch a boxer, a boxer does not lean back from a fight unless he's trying to miss a miss one of the throat punches that were thrown he leans into him when he comes to hit him he's putting his whole body and he follows through just like a, ba a baseball player when he's throwing he's throwing like that when a football player plays a lot of times they're follow, they're follow through right children of god children of god we've got to follow through 
Don't lean back. Leaning back is falling away. Leaning back is letting the devil take the, the uh, uh, authority. Taking, the, the devil's taking background. Right? It's taking ground back. And we've got to tell the devil, no, you don't get no more ground. There's things I'm praying for that nobody knows what I'm praying for, but I'm telling the devil they don't belong to you no more. They belong to Jesus. They always have belonged to Jesus. I just wasn't praying it like I should, right? So sometimes you just got to keep leaning in. I believe it's going to happen in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I see it coming to full fruition in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I trust you. God, you've got everything in control. God, though it don't look right in my eyesight, though it don't look like what I think it's going to happen, don't, though it don't look like the way I want God to work it out, I still believe it's going to happen. I still believe the healing is there. It's already happened in Jesus' name. I still believe my family's being saved. I got uh, cousins in Myrtle Beach or right outside of Myrtle Beach. I believe he's going to come. Him and uh, Teresa are going to be saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. They, you can't just... You gotta be careful. People won't lie. But the bottom line is, I'm not judging them for what they do. I'm already praying that they're coming out of it in Jesus' name. Because I'm standing for them. Sometimes people can't stand for themselves. That's why you need to still be standing. Because they can't stand right now. They've been knocked out, they've been TKO'd, and they don't even know how to get back. That's why we need to stand. That's why we need to still be standing in the midst of this storm, in the midst of this battle. We need to still be standing in Jesus' name. Paul lived his life leaning into the fight. Paul was commissioned. Now I want you to hear this. Paul was commissioned into service by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Paul caught the DNA of his commander, his chief. Paul was a soldier. In fact, Paul was bred for battle. He lived every day as a soldier on the battlefield. Sometimes I don't, I, even myself, I don't understand the spiritual aspect and the spiritual warfare that we go through. I, 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 I'm learning as God takes me through different levels of my walk with him. Paul, under, Paul but Paul understood the spiritual warfare. He knew the ruthlessness, the murderer's hate the, of Satan's kingdom. That, believe, that believers would face. He was continually urging us to never underestimate the devil. Don't underestimate the devil. The devil could come in looking like me. Don't ever underestimate the devil. That's why you need to be spiritually, as a warrior in the kingdom of God, you need to know. Because they can come looking just like me. Right? Say all the right things, but be the devil in disguise. Wolf's in sheep's clothing, but I'm still standing. Somebody got to say, I'm still standing. I'm still standing for the Word of God. I'm still standing with Jesus. He's my provider. He's my way maker. He's my only way. Amen. In Ephesians 6, 10, 10 through 20. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. 
that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For, for, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. That ye may withstand in the evil day. That having done all, stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Have the breastplate of righteousness. Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, above all, take the shield of faith. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench every fiery. <laughs> right? Praying always with prayer. All with prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto. With all perseverance, supplication for all saints. And for me, the utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to take or to make known the mystery of the gospel. Why? For which I am an ambassador in bond that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. He's urging them, never get caught without your armor on because of the weapons that are going to be thrown at you, the weapons that will be used. He labors to bring to us the mentality necessary to fight a good warfare. In 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 4, he said, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as good soldiers of Jesus. We need to endure some things. Verse 4 says, No man that warreth estrangeth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be the soldier. First of all, Paul is saying the armor of the Lord doesn't just need warm bodies. He's saying God's army needs faithful men and women that are faithful, that are loyal, that are trustworthy, that are dependable, that are reliable, that are honest, that are committed, that are devoted. That the Bible makes it clear that faithful men are hard to find. In Proverbs 20 and 6, most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. And then Paul says, when you find the faithful, pour into them. 
that which is taught unto you. And then commission them to do the same. The whole purpose of being a disciple maker is we're pouring into men and women so that they will be what we are. That we will uh, pass on to them the exact knowledge and wisdom that God has given us so that they can be the same, do the same to the people that they reach. He's kicking the easy chair out from under us. He's clarifying that this life is not for wimps. And pansies. He's given advance warning that some things, sometimes things get hard, but that is part of being a soldier. Paul has no man that warth entangleth himself with the affairs of this world. So let's break it down. You were chosen to be a soldier, not just to be saved, not just to be blessed, not just to be happy, not just to be free, and to go to heaven when you die. But you were chosen to be a soldier to actually fight in a real war against hell. A sheep, a friend, a son. Yes, but also a soldier. A warrior. You're not going to fight a good fight if you get all wrapped up in the things of this natural life. Notice that it does not even mention sin here. I'll say that again. It did not mention sin. It says the affairs of life. We all have to deal with the affairs of life in this life. There's no escaping that. But when you get all tangled up in them, you lose your fighting grip, your fighting edge. You become worldly. You're no longer effective as a soldier. Basically, what he was saying is you self disqualify yourself as a soldier first Corinthians 9 24 through 27 know you not that they which run in a race run all but one receiveth the prize so run that ye may obtain verse 25 says and every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things now they do it to obtain corruptible crowns but we an incorruptible crown i therefore so run not as uncertainly so fight i not as one that beateth the air but i keep under my body and bring it into subjection lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. They do it on a natural level, but Paul said, I do it on a spiritual level because I have determined to be the best I can be. I have determined I will win because I will do everything I can do to win. I will fight because I will fast. I will discipline my body. I will uh, discipline my appetite of my flesh. I will sacrifice. I will train. I will forget what is behind me. And I will live to stretch out for the goals ahead of me. Uh, this is the spiritual DNA of the Apostle Paul. 
He was attacked by his own countrymen. He was stoned and left for dead. He was lost at sea and he was hunted like a dog. He was stripped and publicly beaten and humiliated. He was kicked around and he was misused. He was imprisoned on many occasions in closing. Paul, Paul puts it, he tags it like this, on the end of all his struggles, he says, but the Lord delivered me. I'm going to stop for a minute here. There are things that the Lord has brought you through. Testimonies that's never been told to me. But if you go back and look and think, over the past of what God has done for you in your life. Maybe you should have died. Maybe you should have a disease that you don't have. I know I do. I, I should have a disease. I should, I, I should have a disease because of my lifestyle. Right? I shouldn't even be in the church today. I remember where God brought me from. I haven't forgotten where God brought me from. I don't remember it so that I can feel condemned. I remember it so I can tell people where God delivered me from. You know, at first it was, first it was a bit, you know, astound, it was a little difficult to say, well, I left my wife and I left my children, but now it's become a testimony. It's become a testimony to say, I walked away, but what I walked away from, God gave me back. More than I could ever imagine. I've got grandchildren. I've got children I would have never had in my life. I've got a wife, a woman, a friend, uh, uh, my lover, my best friend that, that I would never have if it wasn't for the Lord. And God has given me all that back. And, and then even to this day, I, I've, got a, I've got something that keeps me dry when I go home. I've got a roof over my head. Right now, he's allowed me to have some clothes to put on my back. Hear me. Come on. Right now, he's allowed some shoes to be put on my feet that I don't deserve. Y'all may think you deserve it because you work for it, but they don't belong to me. They belong to God. God just loans me these shoes. He loans me this suit. At any moment, he could take the suit away. He could take the shoes away. He could take my roof away. He could take my vehicles away. He could take food away off my table at any moment, but I'm still standing. Amen. And if and if he did take it, I promise you, by the grace of God, I'm going to try to come out stronger. If it gets, does get taken away, I'm going to try to stand strong if he does take it away millions of people caught covid and many of them died but you're still here <laughs> Woo! god promised us when covid came out it was going to get worse before it got better and there would be some things we would have to overcome but god and most of us that came back to the house of god are still standing amen for him anyway you went through betrayal, but you're still here. You lost positions, you lost money, but you're still here. You fought health battles and felt like you were going to die, but you're still here standing. You fought financial battles and felt like they, were never, they would never end, but you're still standing. You were bit by the serpent of someone's jealousy, but you, you shook it off and you're still standing. 
I don't know why you're not shouting yet. Maybe you forgot where God brought you from. Maybe you need to have a flashback of the car wreck. Or maybe you need to understand that God pulled you out of a drug situation that, that you shouldn't have been pulled out of. Or maybe a freak accident that happened and you have no explanation of how you survived. Or a gun shooting of, or a stabbing or a, a fall that should have taken you and it should have been fatal to your life. I need to get two or three people that would stand up and say, yes, it happened, but I'm still standing. Something has still got you. Yes, I lost my job, but I'm still standing. Yes, I had some sickness in my body, but I'm still standing. Here's what I believe right now. I believe there's a shift in the atmosphere. I believe that there is change in the atmosphere right now. I feel like chains are beginning to break. I believe that disappointment is beginning to, to be uh, uh, taken away and, and off, breaking off your body. I feel in the Holy Ghost that, that there's somebody that is getting ready to fight back in Jesus' name. There's a, a fresh fire coming from somebody right now. There's a new commitment and a new determining coming to somebody. But now the devil comes back and says, don't forget the disappointment. Please stand with me. Listen, there's people in here today that needs the Holy Ghost. They need the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues as spirit gives utterance. There's people that need a renewing in the Holy Ghost today with the evidence of speaking in tongues. In this day and age, there's people that run from that because they feel like it's going to cost them something to come serve the Lord. Here's what I'm going to tell you with, if, with that mindset because I had that mindset so I can talk to it. Still had some time. I was young that God would maybe give me the chance that if he was to come back while I was living in the world that I'd be able to fall down and repent. But my Bible tells me he comes back at the sound of a trumpet and a twinkling of an eye. A twinkle of the eye is so fast. And sound travels, I forget what sound travels at the speed of, does anybody know that? No? Okay. Sir? 720 miles per hour is what sound travels. That's from heaven. So the miles between heaven and here, I don't know if I'll hear it by time, but the twinkle is so fast that the twinkle's faster than the, right? Faster than the sound. But I would tell myself, Alan, the Lord comes back, just drop down and ask God to forgive you. You'll make it in. But then I begin to get older and mature. I realized that I couldn't say, God, forgive me of all my sins. Right? So I started practicing. God, forgive me of all my sins. I tried to see how fast I could say it. God, forgive me all my sins. I know it's funny. It's funny, right? It's funny. Ha ha. Yeah. But that's what was in my mind. Um, God, I, I, I want to make it in. I just want to live my life the way it is. 
I just want to, I, I, I just want to think, I just want to crowd, I just want to do my own thing. Then after everything had been torn away, God to show me the drugs that should have killed me. He showed me the alcohol that should have taken my life. He showed me the car accidents that should have taken my wife and my sister and my life. And he began to show me children that, God, that he gave me that I did not deserve and a woman I did not deserve that had been taken away, but yet I'm still alive. And when he got me to there, it began to touch my mind. Began to realize, God, I can't, I can't fix none of this. I thought I was living the best life, unless, but I was as miserable, I truly was miserable. And God gave me another chance. I, I, I can't tell you how many chances he's given me. There's probably not enough fingers and toes in this building to tell you how many times God gave me a chance without just saying, it's it. It's enough. I'm done with you. I mean, I use his name in vain. Knowing the scripture says, do not use the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> right? Knowing. And yet he still stood there arms open wide and he said I went to that cross for you young man you have denied me you've cussed me you've left your family you've denied everything that I ever was poor had ever poured into you when you were in Sunday school but yet I still love you if you'll come, I'll give you rest that you're looking for. I'll give you the peace that you're looking for. I'll restore that which has been taken away from you. I will bless you among your, uh, um, with things that your mind cannot even fathom that will be blessed to you. And when we say blessings, a lot of times we go, man, it's, I want that blessing, right? But I can tell you the blessings that I look at is I'm fit, I'll turn 60 in October. My dad at 50 had a heart attack at 50. And somewhere after that, my mom had a heart attack or had symptoms of a heart attack and they put stents in. So right now I'm living a life of testimony. I'm living a life of victory. I'm living a life because I'm still standing. I don't know if anything that I've done has been righteous unto him or even good to him all i know is i have tried to stay the course when i have been staggered when i've been just about knocked down it's almost like he comes in <laughs> let's get back up let's stand come on you can do this you're gonna make it things are gonna be good we're gonna get through this he said by my stripes you're healed so I keep preaching, I keep teaching, I keep talking it, I keep speaking it, because by his stripes my back is healed. By his stripes my, my mind is healed in Jesus' name. By his stripes. 
and by his blood I have been sealed. You say, what are you preaching, Pastor? I'm preaching this. I need some people that it will say in their mind and in their heart right now, verbally, I'm still standing. I'm still standing. The devil tried to knock me out, but I'm still standing. The devil has tried to hurt me, but I'm still standing. My past, my, 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 listen, I, I can talk to you about past, past uh, 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 indifferences. I can talk to you about past hurts, rape, molestation, abuse, all kinds of things. I can talk to you that God has now healed me of everything that I've ever been, any, everything that's ever happened to me in my life, God has healed me. It was a progression. I didn't get healed immediately over the, uh, uh, the rape and the molestation immediately. I was not healed over that. I'm not, so I would never tell nobody, immediately you'll be healed. But 45 years later at 55, God healed me. And I was able to deal with it and talk to people about being raped, that it wasn't my fault. A lot of times you think it's your fault, and then you don't understand the things, how you act and your emotions and how it affects you mentally when you're at 10 or even younger getting molested. I'm a little OCD about parents with kids. I'm a little overprotective. I get worried. Some of you probably get mad at me for going, don't let your kid out here by themselves. Don't let, don't let them get over here by themselves because I was by myself and two boys raped me. Same world you live in. I'm a bit overprotective. If that's what you have to accuse me of, you can accuse me of that. I will be for the rest till I die. But Jesus is coming back for all of us. And there's a day coming that the Lord will call you. My number is already, he already knows the day he's calling me home. It's already set in stone. It's already taken care of. He knows the day, the very hour, the very second, the very year, the month. That he's coming back for me. Now, whether it's in a rapture, we pray it's all in a rapture because we all want to stick around for a while, right? We all want to stick around. But my main goal is to make sure I make it whenever he calls me. Whenever he calls me, Lord, I, that's why I walk around. God, forgive me. If there be any sin in my life, Lord, forgive me. Why? Because I want to make sure I've made my calling and election sure. The reason I seek for spiritual direction, the reason I seek for the Holy Ghost all the time to fill me and renew me, restore me, is so that I can walk in his presence, so that I can know that the power and the glory of God is, is alive and well, so that when I do get up there, whether I'm speaking in tongues or speaking in English to him, that he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. I'm entering in just doing what I do down here. I'm still standing. I pray that you're still standing. I'm still standing. I pray that you are. Every head bowed. Let me say this one thing I want you to know. 
Let me say one thing. I'm sorry. Know this, that if you've asked the Lord to forgive you of your sins, they've been forgiven. If you need a release and you feel us, you need a, a release, you need to come now so that we could pray over that release. Because the devil will, the devil will use things to keep you under bondage. Even though you repented of them, the devil will keep you under bondage of your of the thing. So I want you to know that if you if you want prayer, come. We'll pray for you. And I believe God's going to release that that spirit of bondage right now in Jesus' name. And you're going to be more victorious than you've ever been in the ministry in Jesus' name. In your walk with God, in what you do in the kingdom of God, in Jesus' name. I believe it's going to happen right now. Worship with us as we sing. The altar's open. Be an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. Let's be an overcomer together. By the blood of the Lamb. Let's make a stand that I'm still standing. By the word of my testimony. Let's tell the devil I'm still standing. You thought you had he me. Saved me. Why? Because he saved me. He rescued me. He delivered me. And he set me free Ever since I've been changed Come on I've never been the same Never been the same Come on, I'm going to still be standing for him I'm still standing, that's my testimony Thank you for your grace I want to be an overcomer I'm an overcomer By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony, overcomer, I'm an overcomer, by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of my testimony, overcomer, I'm an overcomer. By the blood of the Lamb And by the word of my testimony Overcomer I'm an overcomer By the blood of the Lamb And by the word of my testimony He saved me he rescued me, he delivered me, and he set me free, ever since I've been changed, I've never been the same, no, and I can lift my hands and say, thank you for your grace, overcomer. I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony, overcomer.